Welcome to the Future of IT podcast. This is Kathy O'Connell from Cisco Systems. I'm the head of thought leadership here at Cisco in the marketing organization, and I'm here with Glenn Heemstra and Michael Wade. Glenn is the founder and owner of Futurist.com. He's an internationally respected expert on future trends, long-range planning, and creating the preferred future. And he's advised businesses, professionals, government organizations for two decades, and has served as a technical advisor for futuristic television programs. Michael Wade is a professor of innovation and strategic information management at IMD. It's a top-ranked business school that's focused on executive education and is the chair of the IMD Cisco Global Center for Digital Business Transformation. Mike helps executives who are struggling to change and adapt to digital threats and opportunities. Today, we're here to really discuss how organizations can leverage digital transformation to close the gap between where they are now and where they want to go. In fact, we've seen Gartner estimate that by 2020, 75% of businesses will be a digital business or will be preparing to become one. Yet, as organizations embrace this digital transformation, many will fall short as they fail to reimagine and reinvent their businesses from top to bottom. In fact, most recently, the Global Center for Digital Business Transformation released a primary research study where they found that four of today's top 10 incumbents in terms of market share in each industry will be displaced by digital disruption in the next five years. And this threat extends not only to displacement of big companies, but also to the very existence of entire industries. Yet, despite that, they found that the digital disruption has not received the board-level attention in 45% of companies. Pretty shocking figures. So, based on that, Glenn and, and Mike, uh, you know, how do you feel that organizations can beat these statistics and be successful in the era of digital disruption? It's Mike Wade here. Just, just to challenge something you said at the beginning. You mentioned sure. that uh, Gardner proposed that 75% of businesses will be digital businesses uh, in the coming years. Um, you know, from my side, that's not the objective at all. I don't think companies should become digital businesses. I think companies should uh, leverage what they can from digital tools, technologies, and business models to become better businesses themselves. They're not necessarily becoming digital businesses at all. They're improving the quality of what they do through the use of digital technologies. I think it's an important distinction. That is, that is a good distinction, and and at the same time, there there are uh, an increasing number of industries in which the way I I tell people, I was recently with an insurance company, and then I was with a manufacturing company, and and then with here in the states with the U.S. trucking industry, and and I like to tell them almost no matter what your business is, you can be pretty sure there's a couple of young kids in Silicon Valley or in in India or somewhere who are sitting there and they've got your industry written up on a whiteboard and they're trying to figure out how to disintermediate that that business to say, well, people want to buy this and people can provide that and how do we create a marketplace where that's possible. So you have to kind of be, I think you have to be aware of that. Though I, though I agree, we tend to exaggerate the, the number of disruptions uh, at some level that, that are gonna be there. So Mike, do you feel that it's it's an exaggeration? Well, it depends what you mean by by exaggeration. I think there there's certainly going to be uh, disruption, 
but it doesn't mean that everything is going to become digital. And an example I like to use is the luxury watch industry. Uh, here's an industry that's been around for, well, hundreds of years uh, and is undergoing huge amount of disruption and change for the moment. I mean, you have the Apple Watch, which has come out with a $17,000 uh, version. Now, that doesn't mean to me that all... Uh, doesn't mean that all watches in the future, luxury watches included, are going to be digital watches. I mean, definitely not. But those companies, organizations, will have to transform the way they do business. Uh, for example, they, you know, they must get much more seriously into um, into e-commerce. They must improve their customer relationship management capabilities. Uh, they need to use social media uh, in ways they haven't yet to uh, attract um, younger consumers. So they'll be using digital technologies uh, for sure, even though the product itself may not change a whole lot. Yeah, it, it sounded like I, I kind of threw a little, a little bit of cold water in there when I said uh, when I mentioned the word uh, exaggeration. Yeah, but, but I'm really just agreeing, agreeing with with Michael. I think that that uh, that in in many cases, whole industries will will in fact be turned upside down. But it's not it's not in all cases, and and uh, lots of businesses will survive. And the question is for them how how to. Uh, digitize their operations from from their customer interactions to to their manufacturing processes to their procurement processes and, and the whole thing to create a much more fluid system u using uh, digital uh, technologies and and digital uh, approaches uh, and that's that's the challenge and my my experience is with around organizations that that I get to be around is uh, everybody's aware of this but they they really are kind of uncertain about how how to go about it. Uh, they 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 know that it's important, uh, but they're they're not quite clear on how to get going. I, I think Glenn's absolutely right. You know, the the way it's been described to me a couple of times by executives is they feel like they're they've got a jigsaw puzzle that they have to finish, and they have a bunch of pieces, but but they don't know if they've got all the pieces, and they don't know what the finished picture looks like. So they're really struggling with this, with this, with this task of, of, of trying to put this, uh, uh, you know, solve, solve this puzzle. I think in the, in, in the past, incumbents would have big advantages over, over new entrants. You know, they'd have much better access to capital, they'd have much stronger brands, they have great relationships with customers and other stakeholders. And whereas the, and the startups, you know, they'd be more innovative and more agile and so forth. I think what you're seeing today is that, is that startups are very quickly getting access to capital. They're very quickly developing new brands and they're very quickly uh, um, accessing customers. So they're, in a way, the startups are taking away some of those advantages that incumbents have traditionally had to protect themselves against, uh, against disruption. And this is a finding that, that was supported in the research that we did on the digital vortex. So, Glenn, just, you know, I know you've been, been study, you know, studying this area for a while. Could you give some perspective on, you know, is it that companies are not seeing around the corners fast enough, or is it an um, implementation issue? You know, it, it, well, it is a combination of the two, and of course, it, it will vary by by company and even industry. But, but uh, people people know, for example, that they should uh, take advantage of our ability to both collect and then uh, analyze and, and use the information from big from so-called big data. 
but but most organizations really don't have the the skill sets or the tools to do that. They they know that it would be a good thing, but they they just don't really have the expertise to do it. And, and in fact, I, I find that this uh, people say this to me a lot that 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 uh, well we know we have lots of data, but we just really don't know how to to use it. Uh, and so it's hard to get their mindset around that. The second thing is that there, there's a real difference between just understanding the trends and uh, and and understanding where you want to go as an organization, uh, how how you want to be different. And and so I'm I'm uh, encouraging organizations to spend a bit more time up front uh, asking what do they want to, to, to look like in the future given the tools that, that are available so that they kind of step back and, and look at their entire, um, really their entire business and, and imagine the business different before they just try to change the IT infrastructure. So, it, it, you know, the, the business vision comes first and then, then the IT infrastructure instead of the other way around. Uh, and and P, that, that's not a big mystery to people. It's not like th that hasn't been been true in the past, but it, but it's more important now to ask what, you know, how could we and how should we be fundamentally different uh, in five years from now or so, and then how do we get there? Again, like I find myself a, a, agreeing, so, sorry, Kathy, agreeing okay. with uh, Glenn there. Um, I think organizations need to ask themselves three fundamental questions when they're considering a digital business transformation. Uh, the first one is, why do they need to transform? The second one is, what do they need to transform? And the third one is, how? Uh, how can they transform? And I think the, the why question is a really critical one at the beginning. It's 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 really looking at you know what is what is the st what's at stake for them? What are the opportunities? Uh, what are the risks? You know I don't think every company needs to jump headfirst into a digital transformation. They they are very disruptive. Um, but once you have the answer to that and you're clear on what the threats may be or the opportunities, then the next question is what to transform. Uh, and there are lots of different choices there. Um, as Glenn said, and he's absolutely right, I think strategy is probably the, the, the leading candidate to transform first of all, first of all but there also could be uh, uh, transforming uh, processes, transforming products themselves, the customer experience. It could be an IT transformation. It could be an organizational structural transformation. And those things need to be defined and thought through carefully because if you try to, a company tries to do all those things at once, it's, it, it's going to struggle. And then the third piece, of course, is how to transform, and that's probably the most difficult part of it, you know, because there is no clear roadmap that exists today about what to do first, what to do second, what are the accelerators, what are the barriers, and so forth. So in our conversations with executives, this is where most of them are struggling. Yeah, what strikes me um, from what you're both saying is that, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the beginning of the discussion where I said, you know, 45% of boards are not having this conversation yet it's it seems pretty clear that in order to do that kind of transformation you really need to have the c-suite buy-in to to this digital agenda so i'm wondering from both of your perspectives what is it that's that's causing this not to in some organizations to reach that c-suite level you know what are what are um, you know? What are companies not doing to to drive that full transformation that that needs to be addressed? Well, you know, they're, num number one, they're they're. they're they have a very short-term perspective. This, this, of course, is is, a, is, a, is something that we know, and so, and you have to you have to think at least in, in kind of five-year increments. And we often 
thinking only two or three year increments or even less. Uh, and so you have to, you know, look sort of beyond the year 2020 now and ask, you know, what is uh, what is this industry going to look like? And, and it's more than than asking what is it going to look like, but but what should it look like given the capabilities that are going to be there and in fact are already there now. Uh, and that kind of it's kind of a creative thinking step. It's an innovative thinking step, and and uh, that is not something necessarily that that we do very much because we're, most organizations are so focused on on operations and and uh, and literally uh, survival and sort of getting through quarter to quarter. So adopting that longer term perspective for me, and of course I come from the futures perspective, is a critical step. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that short-term perspective is really hurting a lot of organizations. I think there's also a general lack of knowledge um, around C-suite on what these tools, technologies, and business models can do. I mean, they see the they see the examples, but they don't necessarily think it's uh, relevant to them. I think there's also uh, fear uh, of the unknown, and and I think that's particularly relevant when we think of digital transformations because so many of the threats that are that are com coming are coming from non-traditional um, non-traditional places so when we you know in in our survey when we asked these executives about where they thought saw the threats coming from most of them said you know said ah they're going to be the coming from within our industry from our existing traditional competitors and in we're seeing that you know there are many examples where that's just not the case. That that the threats are coming in from the outside, either from startups or from or from established companies in other industries, and those are just really really hard to see and really really hard to predict. It'd be great to to get you know hear from you guys on what are some of the examples that you're seeing um, out there right now or or recently. Um, where either companies are transforming digitally and they're starting to drive some results or just some interesting cases maybe even of where where they've failed and where you know where they've lost um, lost traction so it'd be great just to kind of get your um, your thoughts on on some of those well, maybe I can just jump in with an example of of a single organization that succeeded in one area and failed in another. Um, so I work quite a bit with um, with one of the big insurance global insurance companies, and what they've done well is they've been very proactive in uh, developing an e-commerce platform to sell various different types of insurance policies. Um, so they've got nice websites, they have good analytics, um, you know, good uh, a good mobile presence. So they're now selling more and more um, insurance policies online. So they've done that very well, but they've done it kind of isolated from the rest of the organization. So what they haven't done well is transform the legacy business. So for example, they now have you know thousands and thousands of physical agents who don't have enough to do because a lot of their business has moved online. And they, while they're doing well on the on the e-commerce side, they're not doing well in deciding what to do about all these physical agents. So they're, they're essentially supporting them. So rather than generating and extracting the benefits of, of the lower cost of selling online, they're actually increased costs. They still have to subsidize these physical agents at the same time as paying for the, the, the platforms to sell through e-commerce. So and I think there's quite a few examples like this of organizations that are, that are sandboxing or ring fencing their, their digital 
aside and not really making the tough choices and decisions to transform their legacy existing organizations. Yeah, that's that, that's an that's an excellent point. It's 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 kind of viewing the the digital transformation as as just sort of another task to do, another another strategic initiative to pursue, and not necessarily as a as a true organizational transformation. It's interesting. I, I was going to point to the insurance industry as well because my my experience with them, was particularly with the auto insurance, uh, the vehicle insurance industry, is that they're they're struggling with. Uh, they, they they've gotten gone uh, so you know a long ways in terms of digital interaction with with their customers, but in terms of of um, reassessing the kind of information that they should collect from customers from vehicles and how to use that and then how to use that to to uh, set rates or even dynamically set rates and so on, and then uh, put those through uh, all the filters around uh, individual privacy and, uh, and all of that, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of mysterious. It's a big, as, as I think Michael said, it's, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, and they can see some of the pieces and they can see some of the fits, but not all of it, and so there's, there's a real uh, tension in terms of trying to get from where they are now to where they want to go. There's another example maybe I could point to uh, from a very, very traditional industry that in, in here in Switzerland, and this is the, uh, the train industry, which is about as old world as, as, as you can get. Uh, now they're doing some really, really interesting things about leveraging the power of digital technologies. Uh, for example, one of their big costs is to uh, monitor the quality of the, of the infrastructure, so the tracks and the bridges and so forth. So they're, they're making extensive use of drones to do that, drones with high image cameras. So it's, instead of having people out there in the orange jackets doing the dangerous job of checking the, uh, uh, you know, ch checking the lines, um, they're using drones to do that. They're also installing uh, connected devices uh, onto the trains to keep track uh, minute by minute of the number of people in each carriage. And then they can take that information and through an app that you have, I have this app on my phone, when, you, when you're booking online, which is not new, you can see how many people in each of the carriages so you can stand at a certain place in the platform to ensure that you can get a seat because you know there's not that many people in that particular carriage. So there's some interesting examples of companies that have been very forward thinking in, in how, how they're leveraging and using technology to drive benefits to customers. So, so when uh, when we're thinking about um, kind of giving giving some advice to folks who are listening in on this on this podcast, um, you know, imagine we were you know had about fifteen minutes with a CEO and we wanted to talk through, you know, three things that they could do now to start to move their organization along the journey of digital transformation. Um, Maybe if each could say, what would those three things be that you would want to bring up in that conversation with that CEO? Well, number one, I would say, uh, one, do something in the organization to to take a long-term view. Uh, and that might might be an exercise, it might be a retreat, it might be uh, there's all kinds of, of things that, that you can do to take a longer term view than, than you usually do. Uh, number two, um, try to invite in some some um, some expertise from other industries that have gone through more significant digital transformation, so that you get some examples of of what's possible uh, as you as you consider that long term view. 
Uh, and then the, the third one I would suggest is, is you have to do a pretty thorough assessment of the skills in the organization to really um, both generate and, and use the data, for, for example, the, the kind that we just heard described for the, for the railroads there in, in Switzerland. You know, what capabilities do we have to use that and what capabilities do we need? So it's sort of long-term vision. Um, and the capabilities uh, look, and then uh, obviously looking for these outside examples, which with Michael and the research that you guys are doing, of course, uh, is providing for people to some degree. I think that, um, uh, that Glenn's right, that each company needs to take seriously the task of trying to define their future and maybe looking at, um, uh, looking at sources of information they don't typically tap into. But let, let me answer the question, um, in in a different way, um, I think organizations, whatever their whatever their approach is going to be, whatever their strategy is going to look like, I think to successfully navigate digital transformation and protect against digital disruption, that all, all organizations need to develop three core capabilities. The first capability I think they need to acquire is is uh, something we're, we're calling hyper awareness, which is a really uh, advanced um, sensing capability of, of what's going on uh, that could affect a particular business. So, you know, a, a, a real advanced sense of, of the threats, the trends uh, from inside and outside of the industry, sort of this kind of forward-looking capability to really be hyper-aware about what's, what's going on. And, you know, we see so many organizations that they kind of think they know what's going on, but they really are taking a very, you know, they've got blinders on. They're only seeing the same things they always see. But being able to see what's going on, having this hyper-awareness capability is, is not enough. I mean, you have to do something with that knowledge. So the second capability that, that we think is really important is, uh, is what we call informed decision-making. And this is being able to take that data, analyze it, and then make informed decisions based on it. I guess you could think the, the digital technology most closely associated uh, uh, with this is with big data and analytics. But being able to use the information that they've sensed through the environment to make, uh, to make informed decisions. And, and part of this is being able to share data very openly uh, throughout an organization. Uh, you know, get going above just using intuition, using fact-based and ev evidence-based decisions. But even knowing what's going on and, and making informed decisions is not enough, then you have to execute. So the third capability is something we call fast execution. And this is really about moving quickly, uh, taking resources uh, and moving them to where they need to be in the organization and take, you know, fast fail, um, um, uh, experimentation and so forth so that the uh, the execution of those decisions that are made are done quickly and I think if, if an organization can develop those three core capabilities hyper awareness informed decision-making and fast execution they have a fighting chance to survive in a you know much more disruptive digital world any any last thoughts on that Glenn no, I, I, those are terrific. They actually, they actually are, are a, a, 
a more sophisticated way of saying what pretty much I, I, I had said, I think. I love that hyper-awareness and informed decision-making and fast execution. Uh, I, I think uh, those are, are all really important. I, I would summarize it just by saying, you know, take a longer-term, wider-angle view of the future than you normally do in your normal planning and preparation processes, and then uh, use that to make informed decisions and, and, and uh, do better with, with fast execution. I think those are terrific. Great. Well, I, I just want to end with that and, and thank you both for, for being here today. This has been a great discussion around um, digital transformation, the, the impacts of disruption. I think you guys both gave some great examples of what's going on in the market and, of course, really good um, suggestions on, on what companies should be doing right now uh, to address this this market transition. So uh, really, really great discussion. And so once again, thank you, Glenn Hamster, for being here today with us, founder and owner of Futurist.com. And of course, Michael Wade, who's the chair of the Global Center for Digital Business Transformation um, in IMD at, um, in Lausanne. So thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure, Kathy. 